0: Hi, and welcome to the 25th episode of Keen Minds. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Saigo.
1: And the cough is mine, Tessa.
0: <laughs> and Tessa was <laughs> sick last week, and she's still sick this week. So I feel mm. really bad for Tessa. And then there's yeah, me that important. has a consistent allergy thing going. So I'm always nasally. It's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this is bad. <laughs>
0: yeah, I... There- <laughs> There's definitely a difference between just normal everyday allergies and, like, the kind of cold flu sick. Hell. Yeah. I don't envy yeah. you. Well, yeah. we're covering uh, the third episode of Blacklist Redemption, which was Independence USA, and I've I heard nothing but great things from this. It was just kind of fantastic. What did you think,
1: Tessa? I... I count this as one of my probably top ten episodes in the entire franchise of the Blacklist. That's I, impressive. I, I loved it. I I can't say enough good things about it. It was to me it was an almost perfect episode.
0: It felt like I was telling a friend while we were chatting back and forth during the episode. I said it feels like a movie. I feel like I just sat down in a two hour movie. You know, it was incredibly well paced. Great acting, great writing, just everything.
1: I, I, I always notice when, when the, the, an episode is really good, when you get to the commercial break and you're like, again? But it just happened. And it, no, of course not. They got fixed times. But it, it goes so fast and you feel that, sure enough, it can be that another break is there because I'm so into the story. Right. I watched it three times last night.
0: Yes, and and you were uh, sending me messages that I woke up to, going, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning. I had all these messages from Tess on my phone. I'm going, she must have been rewatching it, but I've only seen it once, and I really don't know what this correlates with.
1: <laughs> yeah, they may have been cryptic, but I was very excited with the episode, <laughs> and I was making notes and posts at the same time.
0: Uh, I, I started in on gift making, and so. Uh... I always love that. Well, let's start in. uh, Obviously, we both love the episode, but let's start in with Scotty
1: with our characters.
0: And uh, do you think she's a sleeper
1: agent? You know, at this point, I'm giving it a 50-50.
0: Like doppelganger sleeper agent or just sleeper agent period?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those are two different things. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a crux of the thing because i just. I think um I'm not sure that she um one thing I am sure that she's not what she appears to be. Oh, I that agree with 100%. that. A hundred percent. Whether she I always thought that she was really a British agent pretending to be a Russian sleeper agent, just like Katarina. So I think that there may be something to that. Um it's a very complex situation because when you, whenever you try to examine, it turns up. Well, she's alone and she's crying. Then again, you realize, break your cover at no time.
0: <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, like from from the route that I came with, and it appeared to be an okay route to go because it was correct. When I was first trying to get into Tom's head, when I first jumped into the fandom. My response was I, I watched him when he wasn't with Liz to see how he reacted to Liz. When nobody was watching him when you know, I mean obviously there were cameras that he didn't realize there were <laughs> once if, once their apartment got bugged, but those were the moments that told me to put a little more faith in Tom Keen than perhaps we were being shown. Oh it's the moments when you're alone. And so
1: yes alone and
0: then watched yeah, it's it's yes and no on that. But I mean, as much as Red made the comment that you know that Tom's so good that even he believes it, y- you can't. That that's almost not possible. I mean, you can you can be really good, but you know, unless you're <laughs> just crazy, you know. I mean, which I don't think any of these characters are like that sort of crazy.
1: I I started creating a sort somewhat, and and that doesn't even apply for crazy, this is like outright that ba- insane. <laughs> and is that she is, she might be a sleeper agent, you know, a, a, like a, a, a doppelganger sleeper agent. And she also had a son about the same time that Scotty, if she was being planned to be Scotty, she had a son at the same time and he was also called Christopher. And it's that son that she sad about losing. And I think in a way she may have fallen in love with, with Howard you know it's not impossible
0: I, personally where my theory is right now is that she was planted there much like Katerina and Red and Katerina and, Rost- and Rostov you know just much like Katerina was planted there and like Tom um, <laughs> but fell in love with Howard married him had a son with him and basically chose to say I don't think she's a doppelganger I, Tessa and I were talking about this before we started recording tonight I am not a fan. Like I was I was a big fan of it as the villains of the show and that happening on I'm not a fan of of Scotty being a doppelganger. I I get that Howard's a little crazy, a little paranoid. Should he be? Should he not be? That's a big question in the show, but but it doesn't I I don't it would take a lot to get me on board with Scotty Hargrave was replaced with someone else because what we saw in the episode Thursday night was that these people came in they they underwent surgery cosmetic surgery to look almost identical you can't make someone look identical identical to another person especially if they're not related not
1: even identical twins
0: yeah I mean they're they're always going to be small tells and if nothing else they have not spent. there is no way to mimic little tells of people that you don't spend any time with I don't care Mm. how much you study. It's just (laughs) not possible. And so they didn't spend any time around loved ones, around good friends, around people that would know those kind of things, that know the person individually. They went in, they killed the person, they went out, they were going to commit the crime, Mm. and then disappear. And their person was going to take the fall. Their faces got seen, and that was all that was required. And for Scotty, if she were a doppelganger she would have had to have gone in with the understanding that she had to play this person that she didn't know, that she only knew on paper. And, yeah, you, but you can't convince someone's husband of that. I just, that's that's a little far out there for me.
1: I, I do see what you're saying, and I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I have a feeling that now this puts a very different perspective on the disappearance, because the disappearance now becomes the reason for the disappearance is to provide that emotional thing. But what it is to say that she didn't survive, kill the other agent, but now doesn't know if the husband is the real husband. Yeah, that's. Possible. I mean, they, at that point, I think that they they might be something like this. Um, can,
0: I, I have a feeling can, can that can Scotty, I have a feeling Scotty and Howard are. In a, I mean obviously Scotty doesn't know Howard's alive for sure right now but they will end up playing chess against each other and both of them distrusting each other and probably neither one trying to actually harm the other one it's just they're both so paranoid because they're both a little crazy I mean <laughs> Howard's a little bit off his rocker and by a little bit I do mean a lot but he also has I reasons no- to be paranoid he, he has reasons to be paranoid is it really paranoid <laughs> if they're af- after you you know and Scotty's a little neurotic and so I mean (laughs) people running a massive intelligence corporation I couldn't get over her comment to the to the um was it Phillips I think the general that she was talking to yeah like she gets by on antidepressants and (laughs) and and therapy
1: therapy and people like you
0: I was like why would you ever admit that
1: (laughs) because she does it as a a show of strength I know but why like (laughs) like, oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny because if you if you see the people that we have seen now on uh, intelligence, because I mean, I love Red, but let's face it, Red's a maniac, too. I mean, this is a guy who can just kill someone and say, boy, am I hungry.
0: That's fair. And those are my favorite moments with Red. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I like his little one liners yeah, like, after he does something horrific.
1: Yeah. Or the suspense is killing me after she's, he's been basically torturing this poor man with a cigar. Uh, it, uh, you know they're funny because I mean, you know that by the time we meet Katerina, if we haven't met her already, she's gonna be a nutjob too.
0: Oh, I love all my little nutty characters.
1: <laughs> so you know what's gonna happen to Agnes, right? Oh God, that poor girl genius mm-hmm. and nuts
0: <laughs> and mm-hmm. can rule the world. She's gonna be great. I'm a lover. Um <laughs> already love her I
1: mean, Alcion and and maybe maybe uh Grandpa Rostov left her. The um her empire, the empire as well. She'll really be a powerful little girl. Yeah, she really Can will we be. talk? How amazing a job, Famke Janssen is doing on 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 Scotty.
0: I mean, I I didn't question it because she's just an amazing actress. I I, I love her work, and I my big thing I've seen her on was was X Men. Um, and that's that's where I found her. That's where I really liked her. I I think I've seen other things with her in it, but that's the big one. And. I mean, she's always been amazing, but yeah, she's, she's got Scotty down to a T. It's just, I love her facial expressions, her, the way she approaches things. She's just
1: perfect for the role. It's, I I would say that as Spader, that this role seems to be like, so far, like taking everything that he has ever done and like hone it to perfection. I think that Fanker Jansen, we can say the same thing. She's, she's, it's a, tremendous role for her.
0: Yeah, and she was, she was very well cast. They, they lucked out with her and I'm glad that they got her for it.
1: Do you think that she was responsible for the abduction? Or that, that she was responsible for paying um, Game to um, confess? I,
0: I think there's a good possibility. I, I'm not sold either way yet, but I do think there's a very good possibility that something happened, especially if she's some sort of sleeper agent or something. And she was trying to hide him away temporarily, and it backfired on her. Because she really does seem to hold herself responsible for it.
1: I also think that it would be a, a thing with kids. You may pull the wool over your husband faster than you would pull it over a child. Children have built-in uh, BS guards. Yeah, They can call it a mile away, is it? Like, when you do theater for children, you know that the hardest audience, because they will, they're will they not going to clap because they feel that they have to. They're going to tell you, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Go away.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't think it, personally, I don't think it's anything like that. I, I would think it would be something to the extent of if she was put undercover and like like when Tom got caught by Red that he'd gone too far and that he'd married Liz and got fired and then had to switch allegiances. I have a feeling Scotty got caught with something, you know, got caught falling in love with Howard, you know, that, that the love was real and that whoever she worked for either made an example or was trying to make an example or was threatening her in some way. And so she was trying, trying to hide Christopher away and it backfired.
1: The, the one thing that that has always stuck, in my view, as the sticky part of thinking that, that she may be Scotty or that she may not be guilty, is the fact that she healed. I don't think she healed. I... No, but she was able to move forward. And that is something that Howard says and she says you know, was eventually able to move forward. Yes, it, it, well, move is probably not a very smooth move, and she says yeah, those crazy things. Like, I mean, she, but
0: she Scott, says, I, mean, I know they both say she's healed, but that's not what we're seeing playing out on the screen. I mean, she has, and I'm sure other things go into it as well, but, I mean, and I don't know if you ever really could, and she makes that comment to Tom in Season 3 of The Blacklist, something to the extent of other. Yeah, you never recover from something like that. And so I don't think that she has. And, I mean, I think that she is, she functions, and that she pushes it down as far as she can. And then, as she said about, she said her therapist told her, then things just explode. Mm -hmm. And so, but I don't,
1: healing I feel like is
0: a bit strong
1: for that. Yeah. Uh Yet, that would make sense that if, if they, when that accident happened, I mean, if she, if she's really not Scotty, the original Scotty Hargrave, that means that she was in the car accident, willing to put herself through a car accident and be in the hospital for four months in order to get to be this woman. And, and if you think about it, it's a brilliant way of doing it because you first take the child, Two months later, you organize a car accident. Any oddities that you might find in that person will probably be dissipated over the years. I mean, I don't remember that. Did you ever say that to me?
0: Maybe. I mean, I I just I'm very much against the doppelganger <laughs> idea. I, it's it's sometimes I get stuck in a rut and I'm like no. uh, What was it um, we were talking about the other day that I was like, oh, Tom being with the CIA. Nope, nope. (laughs) That's kind of how I... That was my reaction. Like, I loved this episode so much, and then we got to that, and I just went,
1: really, guys? (laughs) I was loving the episode, and once we got to that, I'm like, yes, I love it because I've been thinking in in kind of similar things, but I could have never come up with something so brilliant as that.
0: I, I think it will be... As I as I sit right now, as I see it, I think it'll be fascinating to watch play out. I just really hope she's not fake, Scotty. I just I feel like that's
1: I don't know. I'm just not a fan,
0: and so I mean. But then again, I wasn't a fan of the baby. Maybe she's a real
1: Scotty playing to be fake, Scotty. Oh gosh, gonna give
0: me a migraine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was saying I, I wasn't a fan of the baby arc, and now I'm like 500 percent on King Cube. Mm. So I mean, like to be fair, there there have been plenty of things in the blacklist. I'm like, oh, that's horrible, don't do that, and like I've gotten very upset over it. And then like three months later, I'm I'm the biggest advocate for it on the internet.
1: <laughs> hey, when I started saying you know Carla might be one of Katharina's name, people, everybody was looking at me like you're crazy. Now I was like, I don't know, you might be crazy
0: well I mean we, we know this you're crazy but mostly in good ways it's okay
1: <laughs> you have to be with a blacklist that's
0: fair I think that's very accurate we're all a little mad here
1: I, I found it very intriguing um, because the way they've set out Scotty and the most fascinating thing about Scotty is the way that she brings around something that will be a deep vulnerability, and she turns it into a strength. There is nothing you can throw in her face that she would not turn around and use it as a weapon.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's been everything. And it sounds like Howard is not that way. Cause she talks to, to Kat, um, I think it's Kat Carson, is, is mm-hmm. the blonde British woman's name. And she says, you know, you were the only one that knew Howard was off his meds. And so I didn't, I mean, I wouldn't think that'd be... Like I said, <laughs> when, when we were talking about the the when we were talking about the the antidepressants that she talked that she was telling mm-hmm. the general about, it's like why would you mm-hmm. say that? I get the impression Howard did not broadcast his mental health.
1: If he did have a mental health problem, that's <laughs>
0: fair. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to think that she uh, she's been
1: <laughs> medicating met- him over the years. But remember, with, with drugs, you can make anybody believe whatever. Remember, um, not just the apothecary. I'm just blanking out. Um, they were giving people something for something.
0: Well, e- even even on Thursday's episode, we had. I mean, the the stuff in the water was supposed to make mm-hmm. them more amiable. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So I, no, I, no, I, no it, I,
0: it wasn't that. That was the stuff to counter it. I don't know. I don't think they ever said what was actually in the water.
1: Definitely, you can make you can mimic a, a maniac depressive. You know, with with medications, it, it, oh, yeah. it's fairly easy. Oh, definitely.
0: And so, I mean, but. I have no idea if that would change the brain chemistry. I don't have knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool to find out, you know, if you could, if you were on that kind of medication long enough, if it would change the brain chemistry so that if you got off mm-hmm. of it, you would replicate the uh, the um, symptoms there. I have no idea. I definitely mm. don't know about that. Um, Solomon. Oh, okay, so, Eddie, why do you have to be so perfect? <laughs> I don't want to like Solomon like this. I want to like him as evil, not be fond of him.
1: I'm I'm very
0: fond of him lately. (laughs) Started to refer to him in my mind as Matthias, and I'm like, stop, no, no.
1: Oh boy, I'm done. We're down a rabbit hole.
0: I love how like I've been working on a gift set, and I want to make an entire one from this episode of. Yeah, of Solomon loves his job because when he was coercing the uh the drunk spy over to talk mm-hmm. to Scotty. He just he keeps his leaning and his batting his eyes and looking over. I'm just like he's having so much fun.
1: <laughs> I think that is a defining characteristic of, of Matthias Solomon is that he has fun.
0: He does and that whole bit with the my amigos. <laughs> you know? and Which one? At the, at the end, with the snipers and everything. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't want to have to give the green light. What's the green light? There we go. E- everybody
1: has a little dot <laughs> yeah. on, on the forehead.
0: And, like, right after that happened, the roomie looks at me and she goes, you know, you have to have someone's willing to get dirty because you get, you know, you got to have some of the people come out less sturdy in this. I said, yeah, because heaven help us, Tom Keane is the conscious of this team. <laughs> it
1: looks like he is. is huh? a funny thing.
0: I knew it was coming. It doesn't make me any less terrified.
1: <laughs> well, I've always said it. Just, I mean, people say, well, he was a monster. He, he, he uh, poisoned the baby. No, he said he poisoned the baby. I, I think that there is, you know, in the blacklist, words matter and, and Solomon is very much like Red his words are chosen specifically
0: oh and, and Eddie delivers them with such flair I just mm-hmm. swear that man also someone that I came across in the X-Men series so you know hey Um, when I saw him when I saw that he was cast as Solomon and read the description of the character I had such high hopes and mm-hmm. and when he showed up in season 3 I ended up tweeting Eddie Gathegi and I was like Dude, I had really high hopes, and you just surpassed them by leaps and bounds. Thank you. <laughs> and he's continued to do that. I just, I love the Solomon character.
1: Yeah, he has that that fun combination. He's fun. He's erudite. He's he's elegant. He's beautiful, and, and he can be so evil, and and at the same time, he has like he has his little moments. That I, of course he had to have them. Nobody can be a monster like that. It would be yeah. you know not real
0: the I loved the the monologue he had when he got into the car about Scotty saving his life because that was a question that was running around Tumblr last week Uh, right when when everybody agreed to go after Kevin Jensen the question was why why are they so loyal we need to know why they're so loyal that they're willing to do this and risk their life for something that they could get into a lot of trouble for you know are they getting paid more what's going on and so I loved the fact that we got that with Solomon and we got it with
1: Nez as well Well, I I think a lot of people were confused because Solomon never said that he went to the highest bidder. I think that he mentioned something like this, but it was essentially you know, when they tried to kill me, that kind of voided my non-compete contract. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, Um, you don't typically work for people that try to murder you. Now, if you're Tom Keen, you're still in love with the woman that got shot you and kept you on a boat for four months. But, you know, (laughs) hey.
1: There's special circumstances. Yeah, But... But in general, I think that that you know Solomon was. They say that he was the most loyal enforcer of the cabal. He, he, you know, I'm sure that he's paid very well. But there are some people saying, "Oh no, no, he's a mercenary." I think people are confusing the the words said by Ness when she was saying in her cover to be like the the tether goat. Than with with Solomon. Solomon has never said that he's a mercenary and goes to the highest bidder.
0: Yeah, no. And generally, I think people in-
1: for money wouldn't do that.
0: I think he's incredibly loyal to Scotty, and I and that's what I'm saying is that I loved that scene and the fact that they spelled that out so well. That you know, this woman saved my life, and I owe her my life. And if she tells me to cut your head <laughs> off, I'm gonna do it without think, you know, without pausing. Mm-hmm. And it just that entire scene, and I saw it before it actually aired because it was going around around the internet and so I knew it was coming but it was still just as beautiful watching it on the screen as it was watching the clip it's it's amazing
1: I love and it was it, it was that. I love that they the got that voice saw, right that in the middle of, of all this he even manages to say I saw the most beautiful pair of legs not just I saw this woman or whatever but yet he, he doesn't make it creepy
0: no, but he does flirt with everybody yeah. I've noticed. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it was like you know I saw the most beautiful pair of legs, and it's kind of like Spader. Spader does stuff like that with in Red's character that he'll just you will and you never like oh, Red's a creeper. Why are you talking like that, Red? Because I mean, yeah, you're right. It's he he has a way of delivering it that comes across very, very well. I, I love the Scotty baby <laughs> later. Yeah. Scotty baby we've got a problem
1: <laughs> it's I, I think that they have the writers again have given us very very well-rounded interesting fun to see grow character yes
0: completely agree with that
1: and that scene as a negotiator I'm not a negotiator I don't know what you say here Your, your future your your face your 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 husbands or children or whatever you know he knows they have nothing, but he's just like blobbing here and. I mean, he's one of those people that can pull off a monologue. He
0: really mm-hmm. can, and I just yeah. I love the way he just threw the gun away. It was just like, eh, there it goes. <laughs> Hope the safety was on, Matthias.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I gotta say that the casting has been spot on. I, I mean, they really done very very well. It takes us to Dumont didn't have a lot of lines, but those little moments that he gets he manages to do so much. Like goodbye,
0: that <laughs> and was they're my going to
1: "Oh, goodbye." <laughs>
0: it's like I got it, I got it going, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I think his delivery is fantastic, and it's it's kind of like Amir what he did with Aram. You know, they gave him this tiny little part, and he just owned it. And I think that that Adrian does that with Dumont.
1: Yeah, it's um, funny because I heard in the interview that they actually, when they were looking to cast for Dumont, um, John Balkenkamp had actually seen Adrian Martinez in another thing, and he said, I want this guy. <laughs> so when they wrote Dumont, they already wrote Dumont with, with him in mind. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Well, mm. he does well with it, so I love it. You, you will be our Dumont.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's fantastic. You know, this was a very light one. Last last week was very heavy on the one. This was pretty light on the one. Uh, but I love that says, you know, when oh, he uh, answers Tom, like, yeah, it's every day and twice on Sundays that Scotty <laughs> I, hides things.
0: And I love the Tom Tom, the nickname Tom mm. Tom.
1: I guess it was Tom Tom, but put Joan in the hair, so there it goes.
0: <laughs>
1: Remember the Tom Tom? Yeah, yeah. Um, the character of the week, oh my God nez, nez. <laughs> I, Shit this episode and run with it.
0: I I just.
1: What's your favorite part?
0: I uh, for Nez specifically, mm. or all the way through.
1: In this episode for Nez.
0: Oh, for Nez, the beatdown, without a doubt, the utter. <laughs> beat down it's like this is how we handle sex you know uh sex yeah, this men 101
1: this yeah.
0: always always should be the go-to ladies <laughs> um oh my gosh it was and i also I, I loved that it was just and she warned him she warned him
1: yeah like i wouldn't do that <laughs> and
0: then he just keeps going she's like all right
1: dude <laughs> My favorite part of that is when she sits down again and says, Is there any other question?
0: His face. I mean, Mm. she straightens his tie, and Um. his hair is just kind of a little must, (laughs) and he's just got this horrified look on his face. Like, I don't understand what just happened, but my life flashed before my eyes three times.
1: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, she's like.
0: And um, I I loved seeing the. uh, how, how feisty she got with the Russian lady there at the end when Tom basically you know he says you want to say your goodbyes basically like hey you want to lure her over to the door <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and you, you could see the uh, the uh, navy girl coming out in her we're from the United States I was like oh I get it Nez
1: <laughs> yeah I also think that she was generally scared in that moment when she had no way out so oh they may, may,
0: yeah. very claustrophobic yeah. i, I because I don't think she said, we need to find a way out. She goes, I need to find a way out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's, I, you and I have talked about it, and I talk about it quite a bit on my blog, with small <laughs> small, uh, small, quirks and gestures, and uh, Ryan uses quite a few with Tom, the the hard blink. He's got a, a few others that he uses that are very, very typical with Tom. I've noticed Tawny uses, I, I've seen it twice now. Last week with Kevin Jensen, right after uh, Kevin died. Um, and then this week when, when they were stuck in the, uh, the command center, she kind of thumbs it her nose. It's a nervous habit she has, (laughs) but it's, it's interesting. And, um, I, that's, I've only seen it twice, but I'm going to keep watching for that one now and see if I can, I, I think it's a nervous habit that, that Nez has.
1: Um, I got to say that my favorite moment was um in that elevator where she's telling Tom about why, you know, how she got sober. It, you know, it was a, it was a really relatively short all these other scenes were, you know, she just she was all over this episode, she was great. But that was a very very intense, highly emotional job and I knew where she was going straight after this. She was going to go and do drugs. And I thought, oh, my God, she would be so perfect with Wrestler because they both know exactly what what happens when you get drugged again. You know, it just goes right back. Yeah. And it makes sense because they're both very, very tight characters that, are, you know, basically hanging on by a thread, by something, whatever it is. It may be different for Wrestler than it is for Ness, but for both of them is something that hangs them, that they they hang on for dear life. This is what is keeping them alive, and for her it was hope. That then, I mean, it's such a sad thing because you know, you know that there are so many real cases of veterans that they've seen so much horrible things in the war, and they just hope is something that they never get there, right. and. And that was a scene that was so breathtaking in beauty and in, in, in pain. There was so much pain and there was so much love for Howard. And those are the things that make you think, you know what, neither Howard nor Scotty can be 100% bad. Because those are people that manage to create intense loyalty. And it's the same characteristic that you see in red. That loyalty is what keeps them. It's not fear.
0: I I have two things off of that. The first is, I wonder, because we saw sort of a budding friendship between Tom and Nez in this, because they Mm -hmm. work together, and and, and Mm -hmm. Tom reaching out and wanting, you know, to to get to know her basically a little bit better. And when Nez finds out that he's known that Howard's alive, (laughs) and now knowing how much Howard meant to her, how pissed is she going to be when she finds out that Tom knew? I, I'm wondering if the emotions are going to overrun or, or if she's going to be able to sort through the logic of it. Of This is the man's son. He came in to try to figure something out, I get it. Is she going to understand the covert operative or if her emotions are going to get the better of her on that? I
1: I, I thought about that a lot, too, watching this episode, and I thought what's going to happen is Tom is going to be in danger or Howard is going to be in danger, and Tom is going to reach out to her. And, yes, she's going to be pissed at the moment, but because she's about helping, she will get over it.
0: I hope so. That would be really good. That would be a great way to bring it around. But, um, what was the second one? I had too <laughs> Oh, it was,
1: um. When she goes back to the drug dealer. Boy, that's a heartbreak.
0: That was, yeah. I don't remember what my second thing was. If I, if I come back to it, if I remember mm-hmm. it later, I'll, I'll pop back with it. But,
1: um. Well, that, that is a very important thing. She's going to find out that, that Howard is, is. Alive in you know this is basically Liz fake death number two,
0: yeah,
1: all over again. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's gonna be
1: hard. Is she gonna be like wrestler or is she gonna be like um like Samar?
0: Yeah, and and will the fact that he's that he's Christopher have any weight on that? Oh, that was the other. I, f- I found the other thing. <laughs> I found it very interesting that they basically all in this episode. They're sort of setting up sides. If it's going to be Scotty versus Howard at any point, which I'm sure it will be at some point, you've got Solomon over with Scotty, Nez over with, with Howard, and then Tom smack dab in the middle.
1: No, no! Daddy, Mom, stop! <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: 33 years old. He's just like, we just stopped fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I
0: am... Oh, well, I'll hold off with that. Do we have anything else with Nez before we, we move on to Tom?
1: Um... Uh... Besides, like general shout out because Tony is really doing a fantastic job, and and I was I was actually thinking, boy, they haven't give her anything like meaty to get on, and then this episode came along, and I'm like, yeah,
0: Girl. it's their third episode. I I feel like we're because we've only got eight episodes. I feel like there's this sense of urgency. that -hmm. that we don't always have with the blacklist. Because we're like, oh, well, it'll happen eventually this season, you know. Mm -hmm. We've got 22 episodes this season. We have eight episodes. We have a very limited time. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of us came in with certain expectations of this needs to happen now, 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 now. And it will. It will happen within the eight episodes. They are just as aware that they have eight episodes as we are. Probably more so.
1: (laughs) I would say just slightly more (laughs)
0: But but it's I, I've definitely caught myself going. Do you guys not know what, where you are? Come on, this is the third episode. Why have you not handled this shit?
1: Well, I, I think that a lot of the, of the people some people have expressed like, oh I don't know this you know is this or that. I think a lot of people tend to think that it's going to be Blacklist 2.0 and it's not. It's a very different show.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, John Bogenkamp did a uh, did an interview over at the Blacklist Exposed. It's excellent, by the way. Highly, yes. highly recommend that interview. It's fantastic. Awesome. Um, but he, he made the comment that they didn't want to just do what's become the typical spinoff, kind of like, you know, like NCIS and NCIS
1: LA. Or, uh, Scott Stodderson uh, surrenders yes. in MI, MI6.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just like just a spinoff of like, oh, here's this person we brought in a backdoor pilot who is just another Red and another Liz, and we're just gonna mm-hmm. gender swap them and throw them in a different city. Like, yeah, he said we don't want to do that, <coughs> and we uh, he wanted to branch out into an arc, and that's that's what he's done. It's I, I think they've done a fantastic job with it, and I love what they've done with this. It's very creative. It's very Very well put together and no matter how impatient I know that I can be and that (laughs) that other people can be, I'm right there in that same boat, I have faith that that they will and have knit this together the way it needs to be.
1: Benefits of being older. This is the first time in my life that I'm actually quite patient. I'm amazed at myself, very proud. Pat on
0: the shoulder. Kudos. Kudos, Tessa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm better. I'm better than I used to be. Honestly, The Blacklist has made me a lot more patient with TV shows. I Because I have been scarred so badly by other writers and other shows that I put my faith in them, and then they're just horrible. And so with this one, I, I had the direct <laughs> opposite. I started out with very little faith in them, and... Was proven very wrong on that, and so now I've got a lot of faith in <laughs> the blacklist writers. They have earned it tenfold with me.
1: Yeah, I was I was having a, um, a chat with somebody in Reddit about that and saying, you know, you, they they were saying, oh, it's impossible that it, red speak really means what you think it means, and I say, I think it does. And say, so, well, if it does, I'm going to be very very surprised. I think it is, you know, the, the, the bar is very high, and they said this is a very strange kind of show in, in one of those interviews uh, for NBC. Let's go into Tom, because there is a lot to talk about Tom. So, if we can. Get away from, get, get it out of your chest, the shower scene, because we've been looking to that in all the comments. Oh, there he is already being unfaithful to Liz I just we those, knew. Were
0: the com- the, those were the comments I mean that, that photo came out on Twitter months ago when they were filming this and all the antis he's been gone for five seconds he's already cheating on Liz see we told you Tom Keene was terrible we told you Tom Keen was lying to her this is proving that he's left her and abandoned their child and I mean just basically insert any horrible thing here is what was said
1: And did you notice that the fake wife says, what kind of man abandons his family?
0: I did hear that. (laughs) Tom's just like, really? (laughs) But, oh my gosh, I, and I just, I loved it. And he just, he turns around, he's like, what, stop, stop, I'm married. (laughs) And (laughs) it just, that's the go-to. It's, it just, the, the truth came tumbling out, because in that moment, there was just Liz I, I did a, a friend of mine asked me to do the gift set and I said oh yeah it's getting done but so I, that was the first one I put together today and I hashtagged it Keen Squared I said because I can because that was the mo- you know that was honestly probably the more romantic scene for Keen Squared in Redemption than even the scenes that they've had together so far <laughs> was the fact that he in the middle of that he could have the old Tom <coughs> would have done anything to keep that cover and yet he actually put his cover in jeopardy by going, I'm married.
1: <coughs> I recovered very nicely. Oh, I yeah. lied. I just wanted to do this mission, so I lied. Yeah. I, I found very interesting that he also says, you know, don't get out, you know.
0: Yeah. I just, it was an interesting, an interesting scene. I And I love the fact that his immediate go-to was Liz. Like, that's. When, when the antis were convinced that he was going to be cheating on her, it
1: was actually a Keen Squirt scene. <laughs> yes. And
0: I know I, I shouldn't be quite as giddy as I am, but...
1: Can, can I talk first of what actually led to that scene? Because do you realize that Tom Keane actually convinced an undercover agent in training that that story he was telling about when they fell in love was real <laughs> and the woman is like looking at him like oh my god
0: <laughs> i must now accost you
1: in the shower <laughs> i am like oh, i can't believe this this like man a, is good
0: like Aram said he should write a book
1: <laughs> and, and and all the other ones are are scrambling and and they don't know how to fix the scrambles and what it was the, the hog day the uh yeah, was, the Hog and was,
0: Day, and I don't remember what else she called it, but yeah, it was um, it was Groundhog Day, was what yeah, she was trying was to come exactly. up with.
1: It, the Hog Day and the other, and and, and the other one with the Balka, and, and they're all like horrible.
0: It was yeah. So I I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. The fact that he was so good was why she decided to go, jump him in the shower.
1: <laughs> and, and and I and, and you, in a way you start understanding. A, a, a lot of, of of the world that these people live in, because to to they have to be very good at actually reading people, because they're all so good yeah. at faking. Yeah. Even even Red, I'm convinced, was was completely taken by surprise by Katerina.
0: Well, I I mean, I think that <laughs> that um, Cynthia or whatever her name was she she obviously really thought that that Tom was attracted to her, you know with the way he was talking. But I bet you at least part of that story is
1: something that happened between he and Liz. I think it was in the in the script because she was trying to tell it. Oh really? I think so. Or he may have been part of, of Liz or something. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think that
0: probably the eloping was like what she was saying, but I think he went off script with the with the uh, ice cream on the uh, fire escape and I, I bet and we've seen
1: that happen a lot they take a part of real life yeah
0: and so and I, that I, lie. I bet you that that that's something that happened between he and Liz early in their relationship so maybe even that Christmas that they got snowed in a
1: yeah, I, I, I take on it it's entirely possible Well it's entirely possible. He's just so good that he you know, he takes a cover and he reads it and he remember when he was being Wilhelm Echo? And he had like the details and I was here and I was there, and you're looking for a date or a soldier? I I and
0: and he knows what again. Tom must have a photographic memory.
1: Yeah. And and he knows when to the, the important thing about about Tom is he knows when to break and when to not let people pressure him. Same thing that Liz did when he says, I'm not killing you. You're not looking for, for blind obedience. You're looking for a smart person. Mm-hmm. So, so that point of when to know when the person is, is done pushing you and is trying to see whether you've been too long, that seems to make a sense.
0: Yeah. Um, something, someone over on Tumblr, we're chatting about this today, and something interesting, she said he was actually under triple cover. He's mm-hmm. undercover in Halcyon. And so he was undercover as an agent, agent recruited by the Russians, and then mm-hmm. undercover in the little town. So under triple cover, Tom Keene said, "Hey, if you need the job done right, call Tom mm-hmm.
1: Keene." <laughs> yeah, it was a complex thing because there were Americans pretending to be Russians, pretending to be Americans.
0: See, I—that's one thing I still haven't quite decided if I've, you know, which way it is. It sounded like they. Because when, when Scotty was talking to the guy in the, uh, in the steam room, he said that he's asked for recruits that are f- fluent in Russian or English. Not Russian and English, Russian or English. <laughs> and, and so I'm wondering if some of them are Americans that are brought over there.
1: Hmm. It could be, but it seemed to me that they were supposed to be FSB agents. Doesn't mean that they cannot be American, mm-hmm. um, but definitely it's interesting to know that that both of them seem to speak Russian.
0: Oh well, yeah, I, I would assume so. I mean, I, I guess I've always just assumed Tom speaks Russian because of Gina, if nothing else. <coughs> and so, um, something interesting in there. Was uh, after the, uh, the the infamous shower scene that uh, when Tom's trying to <laughs> he's trying to let her down easy <laughs> when he, when he's trying to let her down easy when they're out walking the dog and he mm-hmm. says they can't uh, can't form attachments and he's talking about because they're undercover there mm-hmm. and I thought about that later when he's asking Nez if she wants to go out and get a, a cup of coffee and celebrate a job well done. He's forming an attachment. He's getting attached to these people that he's working with. And like I know that I've seen some complaints that that Tom's very stoic right now, that he's you know, not as goofy as he usually is, not ha- not he doesn't look like he's having as much fun as he usually does undercover. And I'm like, do you understand the pressure he's under? <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't know who to trust. I would be very stoic too.
1: <laughs> I think I think he, it's it's correct. I mean, he's he's in a very dangerous, very emotionally compromised situation. I mean, it's a difficult situation to be undercover. It's a very difficult situation to be undercover in your own family, not knowing, you know, which one of these two maniacs is right, or are
0: they both right, or are they both wrong, or is it somewhere in between? Yeah, and and we all know that Tom does not always do his best work when he's emotionally compromised we saw that all through with liz when when it was you know when when liz and he were not on the same side necessarily when he was trying to protect her but not tell her who he was and all of that he made some really stupid mistakes and it's just he's he's not he's come very far since then but still he's fairly, <laughs> he's fairly new at his emotions at, at approaching and dealing and sorting through his own real emotions
1: i also think that with Ness, i think yes he's getting attached to them he has to because he has to i mean his life depends on trust in these people mm-hmm. he he also needs to get a read on her and i think that he's forming also alliances That's very fair. important
0: and in hearing that she's she came person. in with howard yeah i could see that Like, and i could also see she always seemed like the one that got away with stuff. Because, like, he went after Scotty and he went after uh, Solomon after Liz, quote-unquote, died. He never mm. once looked for Nez. That was just not even on the radar. And, I mean, he knew she was involved. He never had an issue with her while they were out and about, you know, on I don't think on they the even saw
1: her. No, I don't he, think they even saw her because she was she was the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, they. Were in.
0: You know, he worked with her in in uh, Berlin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He worked with her in the backdoor pilot. So yeah, he he knew that she was involved, but mm-hmm. he never seemed to blame her like he did Solomon and Scotty.
1: What well, Solomon got a little trigger happy. Uh, yeah. Car I happy? Mean, feel yeah, feel free. I mean that that a car accident was really a. Uh...
0: Yeah, I've never understood it. I mean, it's he, I think he was.
1: He was desperate to impress um, Scotty is what I've been, you know, looking back. I think um, that's a way I I read it now. I, I quite couldn't get a reading before. I thought that maybe he was working for someone else. But now my reading is, you know, at that point, Scotty has saved him and he needed to make a good impression on Scotty.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that with him. So this is something that I've been trying to figure out with Tom. Is He, he goes flying into Howard's apartment and is in full meltdown mode with, listen to me, she's about to figure me out. And he mm-hmm. does this twice, that he's like, Are you kidding me? You've got to, you know, and it sounds like he's about to do it again next week with, you know, Scotty breathing down his neck. And so I'm curious, and and I don't think we know for sure yet. I mean, I've got my theories on where Tom lands on this, but...
1: Go ahead, we want to hear them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, does he think Scotty's this terrible person that if she finds out that he's in danger, his family's in danger, everybody's in danger? Because I get the impression that, in part at least, he took this job because there if, if Howard is even partially right, then he's in danger, his family's in danger. Everybody's in danger. If Scotty is this horrible, terrible person that has this massive amount of power on her side. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, because think about it, worst case scenario, Scotty is some sort of undercover agent that has, that married Howard for halcyon, got him out of the way got their son out of the way because his son, their son would have inherited Halcyon, made sure they're both out of the picture, and then took over the company. That's the worst-case scenario as we see it right now. If that's true, then she finds out that Christopher Hargrave's still alive. If She's just an evil, horrible human being. She could try to kill Tom and his family because now mm. Agnes has some stake in things.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could say, here I am. This is who I am and, um, you know, three-quarters of a company is mine.
0: Yeah, and she could pull out a gun and shoot him in the face. I mean, <laughs> I, I do, personally, I do not think Scotty is that kind of person. I I think she truly loves her son, but Tom Tom is working with very limited and very conflicting information right now. Mm. And so does he think that that's a possibility, Or is he more worried about just he's not ready for her to know who he is? I feel like there's a lot of fear when he goes in there. Not just like, my cover's about to be blown and this is all about to come out in the open. Because that's not physical danger there. I mean, it could be if if he's worried about being found out that he's working for Howard as an undercover agent. But that doesn't seem to be what he's worried about. He seems more worried that she's going to
1: find out he's Christopher. Well, I gotta say, there I I've, I've thought a lot about that because you know I'm, i have a call, so my work is definitely not in the right place. So I gotta think about the blacklist or, or the redemption. <laughs> I think I think that strangely enough, Tom, when Red tells Tom something, Tom believes it. Except it isn't. Do not marry Liz. Um, but when Rhett tells Liz something, she says, eh, you don't know what you're talking about. You tell me why, or I don't believe you." So Tom, I think, has a very, very strong foundation of distrust. Scotty, if you tell her, you will never. And those answers cannot be trusted. She has a lot of secrets, and you could put your daughter in danger. And now, by extension, this. So I think that that weighs heavily on him. I think that the same thing. Now he finds his father, and and the the father, Howard really had an enormous amount of emotion, even if he was, you know, oh, you gotta do that, you know. It was immediately about using Tom for something, but I think it was also Howard was a, basically a drowning man who's been looking for his son. And now, you know, he's hes not an old man, but you know, finally he found his son and his son is, an, is a man and, and he needs help. And there was a lot of emotion in finding him, in, in in knowing that he was alive. I think this has been very conflicting for Tom. But I think last episode, I watched it three times, last night and two times today. And I gotta say, that scene where Scotty is describing what that town is, he's like, well, we don't need to go to anybody, you know who they are. So I think that Tom, in that moment, even before he heard about, about Howard, he was like, oh, there is something here I'm not liking about you.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't get... I'll have to go back and rewatch that specific scene. I didn't get the feeling that he was automatically thinking that she had been involved with some sort of undercover...
1: I, immediately after, Russian. he goes to, to Dumont and says, do you think that she's hiding things that she knows more than she says? And immediately after that, he um, also has told Howard the, the episode before you know, then she's, you know, I saw her more and I could tell it was real. And then she said, well, maybe she's very good. And I think that the understanding that if this is her, mo- his mother, she's a very good undercover spy. Obviously he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that for him, that, that amounts to panic. For the first time in his life, Tom is in a situation he cannot read. He's met his match. That's what Dr. Kiel said. The more time you spend with your parents, the more time you understand about yourself. I always say when people, like, why do you go back like a parrot to those lines? Because to me, that's the most important lines, almost the most important lines that have been said in the show. It's that like when you are with your parents, you understand who you are. Now, Tom is actually with his parents and say, oh my God, I cannot see what's right and what's wrong in the situation yeah
0: well and he's also getting a very clear view of what liz has been going through the last few years he's probably like babe i'm so sorry if i didn't give you <laughs> if i didn't give you enough credit for everything you've been through lately
1: mm-hmm. and i think that he's he's better um uh equipped than liz to handle this i mean i saw the way he was handling red he's like no 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 this is not the way you, you work you give me an answer and then and, and then you see uh, agnes and it was you know very very simple clear he he doesn't jump into asking 15 questions at the same time like liz does so in a way he's temperamental he's better at it
0: well, I mean, he's he's grown up. He was trained from 14 on as a spy, as an undercover operative. So, yeah, he does work in this world. He understands how it works. He understands how the doublespeak works, how the, the secret keeping works, and how to ask the right questions. And because we've said multiple times that it's not so much that Red lies, it's that people aren't asking him the right questions. That if you mm-hmm. were to corner him with the correct question, you might get a better answer.
1: Or an outright denial, at yeah. least.
0: Or, or just, a, I'm not... Because he's done that several times with Liz, where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not answering that question. And she's like, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I agree with you. I think that he's more worried than... She's going to find out he's Christopher than he is finding out that he's undercover or Howard is and, is...
0: And that right. ma- what you said makes sense, that he's, he's fixated on what Red said, and basically his brain is telling him, if she finds out I'm Christopher... I won't get the answers. And then I'm back to square one, or even worse, because I've got these people that know who I am and I'm in the middle of it and I still can't get answers.
1: And I think that at this point, both him and Liz, if Liz hasn't figured it out yet, she has to figure it out in the next um, end of the season, you know, the next eight episodes that we have left. Um, but I think Tom figured it out. There is no embrace. picket fence. Oh. There is no picket fence for these people. There is no normal life. The life that they have require massive amounts of money. Even Leonard Cole, remember computer? Out computer. Out computer yeah. out. Yeah. I mean phones, well, burners. I think that was the point that was being made when
0: he was when he gave up a an interview with an elementary, which he enjoys doing. He loves teaching. And Liz said, if you want to go back to work, you need to take this interview. And then he ended up going to talk to the lawyer because he was looking for information on his past. The lawyer was not really a lawyer. It was actually Howard Hargrave. And he got sucked into this. I, I think that was kind of the, the basis of going, you're never going to go back to teaching, honey. Like, if you are, it's going to be within Halcyon. You know, you're going to be teaching other covert operatives. Mm-hmm. And it's only because you're out of the field by then you know this is the life that he leads he's good at it they they cut that scene out of that one episode in the blacklist where, where he, I assume he was talking to Liz he was on the phone he said I am good at this mm-hmm. and it's true he's excellent at it and she knows it and she appreciates it and as long as he's not working for a criminal organization she doesn't seem to have a problem with him being undercover I mean she they've said multiple times that she has given his, her blessing for him to do this whether he's going home in between ops, I, I don't know. Um, I really wish they would broach that, but you know, eight episodes, what are you gonna do?
1: I I also think that that you know the second thing it is at, at this point, you're Tom grew up as a kid that was basically for some reason told he was abandoned.
0: So either somebody like told
1: him, was. yeah, or he was probably told, hey, your mom is not coming back for you or you know they don't want you that's why you're here you know you only have to tell this to a small child for it to believe it is you know you can do enormous damage like this and and at that and at that thing he's grown up like that he's he he made himself into an operative and many of the bad things that you can say about about bud probably for the life as he was either he was found by howard or the major would have taken him you know that was the two best things that could have happened to him. Yeah. Oh, I you think know, I, I read picking him up and loving him like Denver that would have been great, but that wasn't going to happen probably.
0: No, I mean, Bud. For all the terrible things he did, and I have a love hate relationship with Bud because how oh,
1: did he survive?
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is that Tom was running from? He had just stolen a purse and was on the run. He was on his way to juvie. He wasn't going to survive those streets much longer. He was going to land himself in Juvie, and he was going nowhere. Bud gave him a purpose. He had been on the
1: street for two years. Yeah.
0: Bud gave him a purpose. He gave him a skill set. I mean, he had the, the natural skill set, but he honed the skill set. I mean, Bud did a lot of good things for him, even though they were terrible things. You know, Like, my biggest issue with Bud really is the fact that he... Was so yeah. willing to throw Tom away, but for the for the type of person Bud is, it it's within character. It's not like it's out of character. I just hate him because
1: I like Tom, and I'm like, you know, I get mm. a little protective there. But but my my point is, then he gets into this assignment. Um, now he has a, a wife. He has a child. He loves. He has a family. He has vulnerabilities in. And- I imagine that even, I mean, he's not that cocky to think, hey, I can get out of everything because now he has a child that may not be able to get out of it. And I think at that point is when you start thinking, you know what, maybe the picket fence in the life where she thinks like Liz, that she's, that nothing is weird about her, is not the best life. Maybe she needs to be like me, learn to defend herself. Uh, learn to kick ass, learn to be undercover, how you survive on the streets if you need to. But in that, in that context, I think that suddenly realized, hey, you know what? I have, it's my birthright to get those shares of that company that are mine, that my father put in my name. That, you know, when my parents are dead, that company is mine. And that, that provides me with a means of protecting what I love. That gives me the money and the, and the tools to protect those I love and maybe do something good with it.
0: Yeah. It finally create something. That, that, that's something I would love to see eventually is for him to create, you know, where St. Regis pulled people down, for him to set, you know, do something <laughs> that, that pulls people up and doesn't allow them to drown. You know, okay. what, what he and Gina talked about.
1: But I I I think there is a, an element of, of that of that needing like you know what I can't I was tired of fighting against who I am and who Liz is and and what Agnes is I'm going to get in here I'm going to find out what is the truth and I'm going to take what's mine and
0: you know Liz isn't fighting who she is she's back with the FBI she's back with the task force she's. She's doing her She's doing her thing, you know, as, as Tom said once when he was trying to help, and she's like, that's sweet, honey, but no thank you, and he's going, okay, go do your thing, I'll just stand here, cutting boxes open, putting things in corners, you know? making faces at the kid. You know? um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I, there's a lot of, of coming to terms with what their normal is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normal doesn't have to mean everybody's normal. It can mean the King normal and the Hargrave normal and the Reddington normal.
1: I think so. I think we're going to find um, that these people had a normal. I mean, even Brett said, I had a relatively normal life. Mm-hmm. He never said it was a normal life. He always said relatively normal. And that is a, that is a normal that Liz is going to have to have.
0: Yeah, and I think I think to a degree she's come to terms with that already. I do because I mean she she handed the passports back to Tom, and she said these are where they're supposed
1: to be. If she mm-hmm.
0: if she was still foursquare four against that, she would have gone. No, these need to go through the shredder. They need to be burned. You know, she didn't. She yeah. wanted them there.
1: And, and and you know if they get in trouble, what's like the the FVF profiler and the and the school teacher are going to get out of that kind of trouble? Yeah, no, they exactly. won't. They're gonna drown. Exactly. Any other man would have just simply told this goodbye as the La Vista baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, or have been dead. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm taking my kid. We're changing our name. I'm changing her DNA. I'm, I'm contracting whoever I need to contract to make sure that I never see you ever again. That leads us to Howard.
0: Okay, now I'm going to say something that I hope that I eventually change because I came into redemption and I've talked about this before that I love father son dynamics. That's that's like my thing. It's one of my tropes. Mm-hmm. And especially when they've been estranged for a long time and coming back together and trying to, you know, work those those things out. Strained father son relationships are kind of it's just something I like. One of the things that I desperately need <laughs> out of this relationship eventually, because like we were talking about earlier with Bud, mm-hmm. you had this man that basically raised Tom that taught him that the only way that he could be accepted is if he's useful. That's basically what Bud taught him in a nutshell. And mm-hmm. and we've seen him do that over and over and over again. He's done it with Liz. He's always having to do something. You know, it's it's – I mean, he's the doting husband because he loves her, but I think, especially early on, it was because that's, that's the way he was taught, is that nobody wants you if you're not useful. If you're not bending over backwards all the time, nobody cares about you. You're not worth anything just as you. You have to be useful to people. And that's what Bud basically taught him the age 14 on. And so... And and I, I don't think Howard has tried to do this. I think a lot of it is the right. whatever's going on in his head at the moment and the stress of the situation because we've talked about the fact that that red puts Liz in increasingly dangerous situations all the time.
1: If I taught the child, yeah, and, and, and... the child and <laughs> yeah, will be exactly
0: space. but. Howard came in, and after a very, very brief emotional moment of "I'm your father. I've been looking for you for thirty years,"
1: he's "You need like, to go into the yeah. house,
0: yeah. You're going undercover. You're taking." And, that, that, and since then, he has not been a father to Tom. He's been his handler, mm-hmm. and it's you can tell there is this very purposeful wall that. That Howard has kept, he doesn't touch him. He does. He hasn't once slipped and called him Christopher. Um, he. It's almost like he goes out of his way to call him Tom, which at first I thought was a respect thing. That I mean, because to be fair, your son grows up and you refers never to himself. Break cover. Yeah, and maybe that's where <laughs> he's at with it. But still. There's just something about it that's off to me. I can't quite tell what it is.
1: But and... remember how body felt with, with Rostov and Liz, kept calling her Mash, and she's like, I'm Elizabeth, took a chair and, you well,
0: know. and, And that's what I said.
1: That At first, I thought it was a respect thing, that he was respecting the fact
0: that Tom has said, my name is Tom Keene. This is who I choose to live as, This you know. And that's what I thought. But it's, as it's gone on, it's just something about it is odd to me it, it's kind of like it's it's those things that I, I feel like something's off but I don't know quite what it is yet because I don't think I have all the pieces to the puzzle It's mm-hmm. the same way with the fact that Tom can't remember anything about his childhood I have theories on why that's possible but it I don't have all the pieces yet and I feel like I'm gonna eventually get this one big piece I'm gonna go there it is <laughs> but with Howard I I I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know if it's because he just wants the mission done. He feels like once this is once this is done and handled, then he can be his son's father, or if he's just off the deep end and so he doesn't realize he's doing this, or or what the deal is. I I'm not sure yet, mm. and I feel like there are, you know, half a dozen possibilities there, and I. I can only imagine what Tom's thinking at this point because, while I don't. You know, I mean, it's not like Tom walked up and was like, "Hug me, Dad." <laughs> you know, it's, it's still this is his father, and suddenly his father is his handler. His father, he has not seen since he was four years old, suddenly became his handler, and, and wants something from him. And every time he tries to say, "You're putting me in danger," Howard goes, "No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. You just have to finish this. You don't understand." You will be better if you just do this.
1: It, it's, um you know, it, in a way, I see exactly the same thing um, that I saw with Red and Liz. Because I mean, when they took it to Wuqing, are you insane? You're down there with your wits, and not a gun, and these people are all armed, and you're in the middle, in the middle air, as he puts it. I. I I think that Howard, the way I'm reading Howard, I don't know if I'm reading it correctly, because, I again, I don't have that many, you know, puzzle pieces. Howard started looking for Tom, and as the more he looked, the more this enormous conspiracy he found. I don't think that even on he has confided everything. Oh, I know he because hasn't. Because Red keeps talking about Scotty being Tom's mother, whether now Scotty... Howard is making a distinction. Your mother was killed in Scotty Hargrave. Yeah. That's what he's been calling her Scotty Hargrave.
0: I don't I don't think that Howard is 100% sold on this either because he also keeps calling calling Scotty Tom's mom. And, I mean, he, keep, like, he sat there and in the same breath said, you know, Scotty Hargrave killed your mother, but also said something about your mother hey. did such and such or you're working for your mother, I, but called the current Scotty, if it's any different than the former Scotty, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but but referred to, to all the Scotties that may or may not be as Tom's mom. And so it's like, I, I don't, that, and that's one reason I have a lot of trouble trusting Howard. I trust that he thinks he's telling the truth. I don't think he's purposefully or maliciously lying to Tom. But... Somewhere in there is a disconnect for him, and I, I think he's. I think he's. You think he's crazy? That's crazy. Maybe a stretch, but and because like I like I've said before, you know, are you paranoid if they really do have the the capability of coming after you? You know, if you were aware of that, you have the right to be a little bit paranoid. Okay, well, I guess where, where's that line? You know, is she coming after him, or is he just convinced himself that she's coming after it?
1: I feel like it's... There some... seems to be a it's Scotty, and they. There isn't them that is not Scotty.
0: Yeah, and and I really do think that there's probably someone else pulling the strings. I'm not entirely convinced the cabal's not somehow linked in some way i feel like the cabal has been very quiet over on the blacklist and we'll be back sooner or later
1: (laughs) and so i i tend to you know it's funny because i do tend to trust our more than i tend to trust scotty just because i got you know a a little emotional thing with a paranoid nut job (laughs) you know I, i i paranoid conspiracies come to me so naturally You know, I can, I can, if I look for them, that they will be all over. There there is something in, in Howard that is desperate. And I don't know
0: that that's a very good way to put it. He, he does, he does seem very desperate. And I'm wondering if that desperation has snapped something. Maybe not, maybe not to the point where it can't be fixed. Like, with, with basically, he needs a big piece of the puzzle that he doesn't realize he doesn't have. And as soon as he has it and realizes that his wife really didn't try to kill him then then it'll be better but right now i i have a lot of trouble trusting him and i think that we're supposed to
1: so I, if you had to trust one of them which one would you choose i,
0: I don't think you can trust either
1: of them <laughs> no but you have to
0: no it, 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 i don't is, believe is... i don't believe in only a and b choices <laughs> i'm very much like tom in that, that there's always a C, D. cd in
1: fine I there won't are try very
0: to very few ultimatums in this world um it's... there are some but very few it's...
1: If I had to, if I'd be in a moment in which I had to, in this moment, I only have a binary choice, and I have to choose one of them, I, in this moment, I would choose Howard. I, I think,
0: hmm, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't because have Because I think when I saw Scotty describing that town, oh, you know, there were rumors, and the face she had in there was like oh no palsy either you came from one of those or you tried to to infiltrate one of those but you have personal knowledge of them and tom picked up on that i mean
0: or she knows someone that grew up in one of those someone like katarina maybe
1: Ah, yeah, Katerina came from one of those. I don't think so.
0: I don't know. I mean, there's been some chatter about it because of the, the American toys
1: and... Hmm. Um. I doubt Red will stay in speaking terms with a spy. We have affection for a spy, even if it were Liz's grandfather. I mean... Um, you know, he would treat it like Velof, but not like, hey, you know, you're my family, Palsy.
0: Well, he is family, more or less. Um, <laughs> I think that's the difference. Velof's not family. Dom is.
1: I always feel like the is. I mean, we'll, we'll see, but...
0: Yeah, it's right now not... it's all theories. It's mm. that's what we
1: got. <laughs> but, you know, if put in a spot where my, I only have a binary choice... I will, at this moment, I will go with Scotty. Last episode, with with Howard. Last episode, I will go for Scotty. Yeah. See, that's so the they got what me swinging right. <laughs> All
0: good right. Job. So yeah, I think he's a little crazy. <coughs> Sometimes I trust him. I I trust him to have good intentions, <laughs> if that counts. Mm-hmm. I trust him for his intentions to be good. I. And I don't know how much of that is trust and how much of that is just a hope. I just, I have so much hope. I, I just want Tom to have parents that love him. Is that so much to ask? Yeah. At the end it's of this, exactly. I just want them to have loved their son. And if they get back together or not. Oh, and by the way, can we talk about the fact that Scotty had a hooker there?
1: <laughs> More power to her.
0: I, I don't know. What, what's the male term for hooker? I, is there, like, is there a male term? Escort. Escort okay,
1: Escort,
0: yeah. and because so, <laughs> I just started cracking up, and she goes, "It's fine. He's paid through the night." He's paid, I went,
1: through, paid through the night. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it because there are worse p- ways to mourn. <laughs> she's
0: just so flippant about it, and I'm just like, uh...
1: she's very much like Red, you know, like, yeah, I'm gonna steal this because I'm a criminal. You got a problem with that? Yeah, I got a hooker here. I paid for him. This is exactly
0: night? what you think it is. <laughs> Kat's just like, "What the hell, boss?"
1: <laughs> I, I find her a very interesting character because she seemed to have been coming from. Whenever I get one of these Brits, I'm, something starts going on in my brain. It's like Mira, hey. Mira started it all. Uh, there's something weird here going on. Oh, the, the other thing that was that was intriguing for me um is I, I wanted to ask is this. Um, now that you've seen more of Howard, how do you think Red find out who Tom was?
0: I still don't know, because I'm not sure that Red knows Howard's alive. I, I before Redemption aired, I was pretty much convinced that Red helped Howard fake his death. It's still possible. But at this point, Howard is so freaking paranoid, he may not reach out to Red.
1: And so I I still don't know. Do you have a theory? I I think that it was Howard who told Red. And if it did, because all the pictures that he actually has of, of Tom is after Tom came back from Dresden. Yeah, I noticed that.
0: I guess we'll find out. I'm assuming we'll find out. They better mm-hmm. tell us. I will be very put out with them if they never tell us that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we will, we will find out. I, I'm, I'm starting to see that this your idea that this is just going to be a little, you know, way to expand it into 30 episodes, is it actually might work. It would be awesome if they actually do 16 of Redemption and 22 of The Blacklist.
0: Oh, I'd love it. I think the Johns might you know, go curl up and try to sleep at some point because they've been run ragged. And Ryan too, but <laughs> God <laughs> I, feel like I I noticed the other day I was I, it was I think it was last week's episode. I, I I looked there was just one scene. I looked at Ryan, I was like, that poor man looks absolutely exhausted. It just it was just a normal scene. Like it wasn't like he'd been out in the field in the show or anything. Like it wasn't makeup. <laughs> he just looked exhausted. And he has every right to
1: yeah i think he said yeah sometimes i sleep yeah yeah (laughs) they were saying that the the scene at the beginning with liz and tom they filmed that like when they were filming like like the, the the fifth or fourth episode because they had not been able to find the time to film it together wow that's crazy
0: Oh, goodness. But I do hear that Megan's going to be back on Redemption before the eighth episode wrap. So I'm very excited for that. And apparently there's going to be a uh, rather romantic scene between them from what it sounded like she said in the interview. So my shipper heart will be happy.
1: Yeah. Especially now that you find that he hasn't been doing any other hanky-panky with uh, strange ladies in his shower.
0: (laughs) No shower sex for him. (laughs)
1: Remember when they put that with a, with a fake wife and, and they were holding the, the dummy? And I'm thinking, boy, that dummy's going to die a bad death. I know that.
0: Well, it's like they were talking about it and I'm going, you guys realize that's a dummy, right? I don't even remember I don't what think was being they said. Did. I don't think so either because they were talking about it. And I'm going, it's
1: like, it looks like a, it's a dummy of her. <laughs> she has a like this. Yeah, that's why. Because it's a dummy and she got, oh, a net killed. <laughs> That I feel guy. like
0: Nez, Nez and Liz would get along very well.
1: I am so looking forward to the Thanksgiving parties.
0: You know, I just, I really... I, I have, like, I always have these stories popping through my head. Sometimes I write them down, sometimes I don't. Hence the reason I'm, like, well over 100 chapters into my one-shot series. Um but something, you know, at the end of Redemption where everything comes out and Tom is just like, nope, we're done. Bye. And just walks off. He's like, cannot emotionally handle. And like Solomon and Nez end up on his doorstep or something like
1: that. No, it's Halloween and, and and Liz says, come on, open the door. And he's like, what are you doing here? She invited us. I promise I'm not going to shoot her. Solomon like surrenders his gun as he walks in. Oh, I can't even (laughs) knife too. Okay, there's another
0: thing. Solomon and that knife of his—it's a running thing. (laughs) He's got a—he's got a knife fetish. Mm -hmm. Uh, Solomon and his knife.
1: Hey, you know who also has a knife? Samar with like two other guns. Yeah, so it's probably a knife that she did like, not surrender.
0: The, the fact that she didn't pull a mace out of her boot or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, she's got everything. Alright, well I think that about wraps us up. <laughs> with all the characters, with all their many, many hidden weapons.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to see how this is going to end. I, I gotta say, um, I always like Redemption, but this last episode, really... Kicked it up like 10 notches.
0: Yeah. They're finding their groove. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And next week is our halfway point. Yes. It's episode four. We'll be halfway there. It'll be interesting if Scotty finds out. I, I assume it'll be within the last couple episodes. Scotty will find out who Tom is. I don't think she'll find out now.
1: Yeah, she never no. know. That last one looked like she had found out when the- when the elevator doors are closing. And Got Tom I- is like, Oh, no!
0: Kind of reminds you of uh, Liz trying to get out of the post office in season two, right? With the elevator, trying to escape?
1: Because, because yes. Yes. And then, the, I mean, he's like, the, the, the detective is saying, you're only a call away from finding your boy. Yeah. I think she does find next episode. It,
0: it would be, and that's one of those unexpected things, which Blacklist is great at. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm excited for next week. I will be on the edge of my seat
1: yeah this was this was awesome alright so we hope to see you next week for our 26 can you believe that
0: we've been doing this a bit now Mm-hmm. But, uh, you can catch us on Facebook, Tumblr and Twitter and you can listen to us on YouTube, iTunes and SoundCloud
1: And feel free to leave us uh, questions. When we have a few, um, we will go over all of them. If you want us to touch on any specific subject, feel free to to let us know.
0: Yep. And we will see you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.